In today's episode, I chat with Marilena Gritani. She is a pharmacist, and we get into all of the myths and misconceptions that there are out there about COVID-19 and the coronavirus. And then we also dig into what a pharmacist actually does and the difference between the services a pharmacist can provide versus your physician. And if you're only familiar with a pharmacist from the person that's sort of in the drugstore sitting there with the white lab coat, what they do behind the scenes and in the hospital setting, it is really fascinating. She is a wealth of information and I really admire her because she is taking her message out to the masses, both through online information as well as through her podcast and her website, thelegaldrugdealer.com. It's a great conversation. She is hilarious. She's just a lot of fun to chat to and I hope you enjoy. Hey everyone, I am super pumped for today's episode. We are chatting with Jillian Gertzen. She is an author, she is a health and wellness coach, she teaches run clinics, and most recently she has launched the Super U Studio, which is an online fitness platform where she shares her philosophy on health and wellness, but also has some workouts in there. It's fantastic. And we get into making a healthy lifestyle that you love and figuring out what works for you. It's not about doing all of the things and following all of the rules all of the time. It's doing what you can and making it work for you. So I'm super excited for her to share her message with you today. Uh, She is a busy mom of two, just like I am. And I think you'll really enjoy this. So let's dig in. Hello, Marilena, and welcome to Around the Campfire. Thank you for being Hello. here. Thank you for having me. I love being here. Thank you. Awesome. Well, and I know you're a fellow podcaster, so I'm excited to chat with you about that as well as about your business. Can you tell us a bit about yourself, your life, who you're a mom to, all of the things? Sure. I um, My name is Marilena, as I said. I am a pharmacist, 26 plus years as a pharmacist, clinical pharmacy. I have a wonderful husband that is walking by right now because he's also working from home. (laughs) And I have four babies, two that are furry, Bella and Zoe. And those happen to be my coworkers as well. And they they make appearances in my podcast constantly (laughs) because they're divas, you know, that's the way that it is. And then I have an 18-year-old daughter and that is a senior in high school. And I have a 20-year-old son that is uh, in college right now. He's attending UT, Texas University in Austin. Awesome. Okay. So as a pharmacist, you must be, we're right in the middle of the COVID situation Mm -hmm. and you must be getting all kinds of questions. And I mean, first of all, I'm interested to know how you're working remotely as a pharmacist, Mm -hmm. Uh, but uh, I, I have so many questions. I'm just trying to pick the right one. Um, it's okay. What I'm here do you f- to answer them. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. What do you find are the most common questions you're getting right now? Uh, what do you think? Because people mm. that know me and understand that I'm an expert in this area want to know my thoughts. Of course. They have their own perception. They have what they listen in the news and they have their friends and neighbors and whatever Facebook says. So they want to know what I think so they can put in their algorithm so they can make up their own decision, which I think is the smartest way to go. Mm -hmm. What do you think are the biggest, or what is in your experience, the biggest myths or misconceptions that are out there right now? About the COVID? Yeah. 19. 
uh, that we all are going to die. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's extreme. That is like the, yeah, that is the, the like the, the, the zombies are coming to get us. Right. Um, and the other misconception is because I'm having a symptoms, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. So on the first one, no, we are not all going to die. We might have the disease and carry it and be able to transmit it, but it doesn't mean that you are going to end up in a hospital using one of the ventilators that everybody's talking about in the ICU, one. And two, even though you might carry it, like having the virus on you, you might not have any symptoms whatsoever, mm -hmm. but that also means that you are able to transmit it. So if you feel good and if you feel like everything is fine, you're a young person, you're a healthy person and you have nothing to fear. If you go out and you go visit grandma that is 92 and has COPD, well, you gave it to her. Yeah. And if you go to, I don't know, to the beach and then you like, you know, this is the time spring break yeah kids are doing uh they might not have any symptoms whatsoever but they might be carrying the virus and then they might be spread spreading it to other teenagers or other uh spring breakers that might not have it and then when they come home to their elder to their family to whatever they go that's how it spreads it's, yeah it's, it's like a um for them to understand it because millennials think that way it's like a viral video when you find a viral video in any of the resources that you follow whether TikTok or or instagram or youtube it goes viral in one day for a hundred thousand views or millions mm -hmm. of views it's the same thing that that's where the concept comes from from a virus mm -hmm. so the same way that it spreads like that that one person can share it with 10 or 100 you can do the same thing if you carry the virus and you can spread it the way that's why it's spread all over the world the way that it's been because one person can transmit it to a, to several and then that multiplies and multiplies mm -hmm. and multiplies yeah that's a very good way of the analogy that you have about social media i mean i hadn't actually connected those two but that's that's a good way to get people to understand it i seeing the videos of those kids in spring break in florida and just yeah. like flouting the worry and concern saying i'm fine and then i i heard that one of them did go home and actually had developed COVID-19. So, mm -hmm. you know, you just never know. So yeah. how does it work as a pharmacist working from home? I mean, my vision of a pharmacist is the person in the white coat behind the counter, at, you know, <laughs> at the pharmacy. Yes. And you and, and a thousand million people more. Yeah. So this is what it is. Uh, pharmacists are not just a small portion of pharmacists work in retail. Okay. The majority of us work in hospitals or other settings that are working directly with the patient or directly with other clinicians to make their treatment more personalized and, and, mm. and, and efficient and help them to get better. So basically what I have done mostly is hospital work and I even work in oncology. That's what I've done the most. So basically I'm the pharmacist that is determining the doses and the interactions and other drugs that we might use. And when the patient has a problem or a side effect, how to uh, address it, to fix it or improve it if possible. That's most of what we do. Uh, personally in this past, uh, since June, I haven't been working in any hospitals or pharmacy oh, okay. because our business have shrunk. And there's a lot of pharmacists, the pharmacy schools are graduating and there's a, a, 
hard time. Everybody's having mm. a hard time finding a job. And because I moved to another state, it's, it's harder when they don't know you and you need to have a license and all the stuff. But what I decided to do is that I was going to do my own thing because being an older pharmacist and knowing that they have to pay $200,000 on student loans after they get out of pharmacy school, I'm like, okay, you guys get that job. Mm. I, I would do something different. So what I decided to do is, as you said, uh, start a podcast to yeah. work as a pharmacist in a different way, which is the way the, a lot of pharmacists are going, because we don't like to work for retail. It's mm. not the best way to work. And it's not, it's subutilizing our expertise. So we rather do other stuff. And in my case, I'm writing a book about that particularly, and also um, educating the community with with my podcast and now I started a YouTube channel too oh my god it's <laughs> such a uncomfortable at 49 starting a YouTube channel but basically I'm um, because of COVID because of the uh, coronavirus I'm just um, visually showing people stuff to do how to wash their hands how to awesome. use their clinics because one thing if what the news said news said or whatever my words can uh, transmit to them for them to understand what I'm trying to say. And another thing is to see it. And there's people that are visual and they get it better when they see it. Mm -hmm. And and I, as a marketer, because I also have a marketing uh, degree, oops, that those are my clinics. Sorry. Um, uh, I understand that people would get it better when they hear mm -hmm. and see it. So mm -hmm. that's why I started this this YouTube channel. I have a few episodes there that are less than 10 minutes, but I'm trying to educate people to understand. And I have it in English and Spanish because Spanish is my first language. So there I am, busy. That's <laughs> amazing. That. I yeah. love that you're taking it to educate sort of the masses as opposed to a one-on-one -on -one situation as yeah. a pharmacist might do, especially in a retail setting. So I now I'm in Canada and maybe it's different in the States and I'd love you to explain a little bit of the difference because for me, if I go to the doctor with a concern and he or she, in my case, it's a he, um, prescribes something. Mm -hmm. He determines the dose yes. and writes it on the little chit. And then I take that to the pharmacist and they mm -hmm. fill it. And they don't typically, like they, they'll give me like, here are the potential side effects, whatever, but they don't, I don't see them making any kind of decision or recommendation as far as dose or additional medications to help with the issue or anything like that. So where does the line go between doctor and pharmacist for you when you're able to make those recommendations? Well, that exactly is what I was trying to explain before. That's why we don't like to work retail because we yeah. don't have that ability. Now, if a patient comes to me, if you come to me and you say, the doctor ordered this, I've been taking it for three months and this is what I'm feeling. And then I would know that there's the dose. Maybe you have a higher dose or too low dose, or you're doing something that is not uh, appropriate for that particular medication. Then I can either give you recommendations that have nothing to do with the physician, or I need to talk to, I will talk to the doctor okay. and call and say, hey, uh, this is the patient. This is what it is. She's been taking this for this long. This is what is she seeing. My recommendation is that we do this and this, but the doctor is the one that prescribes. So they okay. are the last, they have the last word. So it's a collaboration and more? It is, exactly, okay. exactly. And most of the time they appreciate that because they don't see you, but when you make an appointment, but right. we see you every month because you come to pick up the medication when we work retail. Now, when we're in the hospital, it's different. Do you come into the ER and you come with an infection and you get this lab 
these blood tests and then they get these uh, x-rays and what have you and they determine that you have whatever situation then the pharmacists come in and the doctor says okay i think that this is what we need to do let's do this other test and then pharmacy take over takes over so basically okay. what the doctor do is that they do a broad spectrum antibiotic if it's an infection and they cover everything and anything but they also take a sample and they send it to the to the laboratory for the science there for the scientists there to determine what bacteria are there mm. and then once it gets the results out the pharmacist is the one that says okay for this particular bacteria this is the medication that works and based on this person weight age other other problems that they might have if you have diabetes if you have renal issues if you have kidney problems you know all kinds of uh, uh, situations that we need to study we recommend this and this dose and at this frequency and it's it's what we call a protocol which is that the physician gives me the the uh authority to write orders based on their supervision yes we discuss it with them mm -hmm. i just call them and say hey because jillian is doing this and this and because she has this another situation and because this is the bacteria that she has the sensitivity report have shown me that this is the best drug. So this is what I'm going to use and this dose and I'm going to monitor this way. And I continue to monitor because the doctors are not experts on knowing how the drug works in the body. They know mm. that it might work, but don't know how. And they don't okay. know how to, what to monitor if the kidneys are being affected, if, if, your, if your mental status is being affected, if the dose is too high because you're too skinny or, or too old you know too many details that they're not experts on they put that on us and then but we communicate directly with them and then whenever you make a change you just write it in the chart so they can read it and they can see it and then we work as you said as a team to get the best results and the best uh you know resolution for the yeah. patient yeah okay thank you for explaining that i actually like I said, my only experience directly with pharmacists has been that retail scenario. So I had no idea really that that was going on in the back end. So thank you. That's very oh, interesting. Thank you for oh. get, giving me the opportunity to explain that because as you said, more people don't understand it. Yeah, of course. So tell me about your podcast and the types of things you talk about and, and how that works for you. Well, I started the podcast trying to be a very forward pharmacists to say, you people need to listen to pharmacists because we are the experts. But then I learned that that's not the way that people get the information. So <laughs> what I decided to do, because, you know, at the beginning, you don't know what you're doing. I went for, to sure. for, for eight years to become a pharmacist. And in this case, I'm a clinical pharmacist specialized in oncology. And also I have a marketing degree. So that's what I know. Podcasting, I don't. So I had to, you know, trial and error. And it looks easy, but it's not. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm trying to do what, you know, first of all, what my listeners have uh, criticized, which I love when they mm. give me either, either positive or negative comments, which might improve my performance, which is at the end of the day is for them. So that's what that's I, great. I take it. Yeah. And also uh, what I think it might be better based on the circumstances. So what I do, what I did at the beginning is that I was talking just myself, telling you, blah, 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 and then I'm like, <laughs> that's boring. So then I started bringing my friends and colleagues that are experts in different areas. And we're talking about different areas of uh, healthcare that people might not be aware of. Like uh, we, I had somebody talking about compounding 
I don't know if you heard about pharmacy compounding, which is when they mix the drugs in the pharmacy for you, the way mm. that it used to be before we had mass production medications. Right. And if you have allergies to a particular product that let's say that you cannot get gluten and certain medications have it on it, they will mix it for you without gluten. Or uh, one of the things that she mentioned on it, that it was so gross, I was so <laughs> freaked out, is that she made medications for kitties and she puts triple fl uh, fish flavor and it stinks. Yeah. And I, just, I didn't smell it because she was in Texas I'm in, and I am in Arizona, but I was like, God, I was like, uh, <laughs> but it was very, very um, uh, illustrative too for her to say that they have alternatives for everybody. That this particular cat is an older cat that can't swallow anything, so she had to make everything liquid for them to put in the food. And the kitty is much better now. So it is other. Uh, my mission with this podcast have turned to be uh, bringing to the community alternatives that you might not know that they exist yeah. for you to know and put it in your algorithm and for you to decide, okay, in this situation, I know this is not working, but I still have an alternative. Also, right. we talk with people that do diabetes or people that are experts with hormonal replacement because, well, that's my age and that's where I am. Right. And um, other stuff that are particular, particularly interesting for people, I think. And the episode that is coming next week uh, at the time that we're recording this episode is excellent for your community because I got a doctor that is also a podcaster and we talk about non-prescription drugs for kids. Oh. So basically what we talk about was uh, stuff that you get over the counter that you, hi husband, that you, can, <laughs> that you can buy at the grocery store or what have you, or stuff that you should have at home just in case, in case that the baby gets fever or nausea or vomiting oh, or, or, you know, all this stuff and what to think. And also focus not only on the parents or first time parents, the, the ones that are more freaked out about it, but also the grandparents, because mm -hmm. if your mom is taking care of your baby, she haven't done it in 20 years yeah. at least. And she doesn't know what the changes are now, what stuff is now. And um, other like nieces or nephews for their aunties, you know, or uncles that are taking care of the babies or the neighbors. So you need to know basic stuff that is mm -hmm. not that I'm telling you what to use or what to, it's just stuff that you need to think about. And she made a chart of stuff that you need to chart on your medicine cabinet when you have two or three kids that are that are sick, that you need to know which kid got what and so for you to follow up. It was awesome. It's a free download that you can oh, get awesome. from her. So, you know, stuff like that. What I'm trying to do is to educate the community with what I know in, in lay terms. The way that I present her when I do an interview is like you and me. It's like we're in my patio by the pool, chilling, talking, and having a conversation that a third person that in this, ca in this case is the listener is learning from what we're talking about. Totally. And the, my, my mission is to talk as a sixth grade level Mm -hmm. Not that I'm used, assuming that everybody has that level of education. It's just that healthcare literacy is not that spread out. No, it simplifies. So, yeah. Yes, exactly. So I talk in general terms and make examples that are simple and easy to understand. And I try to make it funny. It is funny to me. So <laughs> it's not for people because I'm a nerd and people are like really nerdy. But, you know, I try. I try. That's awesome. What I really like is that you're bringing awareness to a bunch of topics. So you are educating, but you're also giving people a way to know that other options exist and where they might go to find out more as yeah. opposed to 
writing everything down and saying, okay, this is exactly what I need. It at least opens up the possibility that there might be something else I need that I didn't even know existed. So that's fantastic. And one thing, one other thing that I do is that I invite my, my guests uh, on every episode to bring like tips or suggestions or, or kind of a, kind of a, a conclusion of what we talk about in a, in a one page thing, or maybe two pages, depending right. on what it is. So I put it in the podcast episode, what page so people can download it Great. and then keep it to them. Like maybe today if we're talking about pre-diabetes and you're not a diabetic person and you don't have anybody that is, you, that might not be important mm -hmm. for you. But then tomorrow, if your neighbor or your kid or whoever gets that diagnosis, you know that you can go there to that website, download it, or you can download it and keep it in your computer for whoever needs it. And it's nothing that it would tell you, you need to do this or that. No, no it's simply guidance. Uh, pointers that you need to take in consideration. I don't know if this happened in Canada, but we have in the U.S. a horrible thing called prior authorization. Basically, the insurance is like, I don't want to pay for that. And then we say, the doctor needs it, the patient needs it, so we need to get it. So how to go through those loops? Ah. We gave so many tips last week, and this week, actually, this week. And uh, I, I wrote all the tips down, and, and we put them in, the, in, in a, in a uh, downloadable way. So people can get that. And maybe if you haven't in the U.S., if you haven't yet have a prior authorization, I know for a fact you will get one. Eventually it will happen. So you need to have the tips of like, what do you need to do? What That's do you need amazing. To done? So it is there for you to, to navigate rather mm -hmm. the, the healthcare. So that's part of my mission, just to give you the tools that you need to get it done for your benefit. That is incredible. That's so helpful. I love that you're providing resources for people. That's awesome. I would like for somebody to do it for me if I didn't know about it. So that's what I'm trying to do. Okay. I will add everything in the show notes, but what is the name of your podcast? Tell everybody. My, okay. <laughs> listen, don't make yeah, fun of no. me, but that is the way <laughs> that I like. And I think it's funny. Some people think it's insulting, but I am not insulted. I think it's hilarious. So I, my, the name of my podcast is The Legal Drug Dealer. Right. Because I am a legal drug dealer. And on top of that, I'm legal in two countries and five states in the U.S., so nobody's more legal than me. Excellent. For now. So that's, that's the name of my website, <laughs> thelegaldrugdealer.com. My podcast, you can find it in any of the platforms that you like, as the Legal Drug Dealer Podcast. You will awesome. find me there talking about drugs, because drugs are my thing. Excellent. And funny it. enough, my husband is also a pharmacist, so we're a drug dealer family. Wow. Wow. The family business. <laughs> yes, yeah, the family business. Exactly. That's what it is. Awesome. All right. So I have a couple of questions, sort of more mom questions. Okay. Um, and I know your kids are 18 and 20. So um, yep. it'll, I, most of my guests have either super young kids or sort of school age kids. So I'm going to be interested to hear your perspective on these questions. How do you define balance as a mom now, or do you believe it exists? I do believe that it exists. It's hard to reach it. Ah, good answer. It's hard. Um, when you're balancing regular life, taking care of the house, um, I'm a cook, so I love to cook. That's how mm -hmm. I show people my love. And also be having a stressful work uh, job um, is is not it's not easy, but you have to find a way to balance it and uh, to get people involved and 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 make them understand what it is. In this case, the kids needed to know that they have their lives and they need me as a transporter when they were little. <laughs> but also, my patients need me to 
mm-hmm. get them their stuff and, and, and their medications so they can get better. So um, I tried to get them involved. I brought them to the hospital when I was the director of pharmacy of this hospital that I was super busy and they saw my patients there. Mm-hmm. So they understood that I had to dedicate my time to them when I'm there. It's not that yeah. I can run to do anything because they're spoiled and they wanted me to do it because they know I love them and I'll do whatever for them. But at the same time, I needed to understand that th- their needs and their requests. So it was it was really tough when they were little when I needed to take them to different activities and be at work and be mm-hmm. late or or they overslept or they missed the bus or you know all that stuff is 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 hard. But these days with technology that you can join into a meeting uh, on your phone in the car while you're driving because your kid missed the bus or, or whatever, you can, you can try to get it done and not have the extra stress that that generates when you're not able to perform are your best because we are superheroes. We females are superheroes. We want to do everything perfect. Mm-hmm. And, and also, you know, I don't clean. I'm sorry, but I don't. <laughs> I have somebody that is my right hand that I would just pay her whatever she. Don't tell her that. No. <laughs> I would pay her whatever she asked me for, and she's the one that cleans. I mean, I try to keep it organized and clean, but now that it's just, uh, I mean, we're, we're all the kids are older, and my son is at in, in in college. It's easier because we're not that messy, but still, I don't clean because mm-hmm. I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. I'd rather pay somebody a portion of my earnings and get that person that done while I'm doing other stuff. So I need to find balance and, and that's partially how I do it. And also my biggest, <laughs> my biggest tip is cooking big quantities. Mm-hmm. I have a standing freezer that it looks like a refrigerator, but it's all freezer. Mm-hmm. And I have a bunch of Tupperwares that I write because I'm a pharmacist and I'm a nerd. I'm sorry, I am. <laughs> and I just cook, like I use the crock pot and cook black beans and I, I individually pack them. So when I cook one thing, I cook a lot mm. and I just prepare different meals. And I know what my daughter likes and combinations and my, what my, my husband likes and what I like. So I just, I just label it with a Sharpie and I date it. So they know which one to eat first. And then when they come home and if they wouldn't have anything fresh that day, because I didn't cook that day, they just go to the freezer, they grab it, they put in the microwave done. They have their food Perfect. ready. And that way we have healthy food, home cooked, but uh, whenever they need it. And I don't need to stress out about that. And I That's cook whenever amazing. I feel like it and whenever I have time. So I try to balance that way. That's amazing. That's an excellent answer to how to, to uh, maintain balance. Thank you. Do you make time for self-care or is cooking one of your ways to do self-care? Well, cooking is one of them. The other one is dancing. So I dance mm. while I cook. Oh, fun. I have a, I have a sign in my kitchen that says this, co- this kitchen is for dancing. Amazing. It's the truth. I play music and I just dance around. But also I learned recently about meditation. And I always heard people about talking about that. And I'm like, yeah. that is BS. Well, time for that. Really? No. How am I going to uh, quiet all the thoughts that I have in my head about work, about the kids, about uh, the coronavirus? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, you know, um, I started with an app, which is how we start everything these days. And uh, it's an app that has different stuff and it's for free at the beginning and then you get hooked and you buy it. Of course, course. it's the way that they do it. But what I'm doing is that I get it with my ear, uh, earphones, earphones I put in the, on before I go to bed and I start listening. They, they tell stories for adults. It's like somebody's reading a book <laughs> to you. It's so adorable. That's and amazing. Voice 
is so wonderful. And then they have little birdies <laughs> And then you have no choice but to relax. Yeah. And then you fall asleep. Actually, one of my earpods, I, I, I dropped it behind my bed and I couldn't find it because I fell asleep with it. So if you have issues going to sleep or relaxing, that's a good way. And also I learned that they have wake up once and I, I started doing when I have the time in the morning and it gives you a different perspective and a different mm. energy to, because you have already set your mind for what you need to do. And I didn't think it would work. I'm a scientist. That doesn't work. You need a right. pill for that. No, <laughs> no. Uh, uh, meditating and when it's guided, that you don't have to go anywhere, that you can do it at home for 10, 15 minutes or so, and it's in your iPad like, or your cell phone, uh, it's, very, it's very convenient. And, and I would absolutely recommend it because for somebody that has a busy mind like mine, mm-hmm. it works. So for people that are way more relaxed than me, absolutely it will work. So that's a good recommendation. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, so last question. What Uh-oh. is the biggest lesson you have learned as a mom? I think it would be that my kids are not an extension of me. Oh, interesting. Okay. Explain that. Well, they're individuals. Mm. And even though I want them to be like me, because that's what I think is the best for me and it will be the best for them. They're not, Mm. they have their own brains. They have their own ideas and they have their own ways to live life. They're not, they have not been raised the way that I was. I was raised in another country in with another culture. They're not, their dad is white so, and I'm, and I'm very Latin. So we have a mix and they have a different life. My dad was Italian. He came from Europe and my mother was in Southern, very, very Latina. So grandma was very Latina, very, you know, uh, possessive and being the, the, the matriarch of the family. Mm-hmm. So they have different situations, but, but different state of life, but, they can get the best from everything and they're you know they they get everything that they remember or resonate with them and they put it in their brain and then they make their own life and that's what you want to do you want to give them tools for what you know for them to be to succeed but the most important thing that i learned and i argue with my husband about this because he has a hard time understanding that is that they're not kids anymore Oh yeah, and they need to make their own decisions. Oh, that's we so can hard. give them point. Uh, no, are you telling me that <laughs> you can take? You can give them pointers. You can yeah. tell them, hey, remember that you have a blind blind spot here, or don't forget about mm. that. Or when I was your age, this is what happened. But you cannot expect them to do what you say or what you what you would do because you're a different individual. Right. Yeah, that, but, I mean, that's so good. My kids are 10 and almost 13. And I'm like, oh God, they're getting there, yeah, you know? Yeah. And it's hard. The transition is very hard. Yeah. But keeping what worked for me is that I kept telling myself, I'm training them to be good adults mm. and to be independent. Mm-hmm. So what is it that they need? So whenever they become independent, they have all the tools that they need to do it well, to that's do it great. on their own. That's how I base it. That's the only, I mean, I try to be, you know, like a sergeant to myself to remember that. But um, I think that, that that's the key. But I'm going to say this because it's very important to every mom out there. I love when my daughter gives her friends recommendations and like even grandma or myself carry her. 
Yeah. Uh, it, it's even me <laughs> chills. Like one day she got burned and uh, at the pool, we went to the beach and she got burned in an area that she never had exposed to the sun before. So I went home and I got an aloe vera plant and I peeled it and I, you know, cleaned it and I put it in the fridge and then it was cold and she put compresses in it and it helped with the inflammation and pain and burn sensation and it healed super fast. Then like, I don't know, maybe three weeks, a month later, a friend of her has the same situation. And she said, I know what you need to do. This is what I'm saying. And this is what you do. And this is how you do it. And this is, I was like, so even when you think that they're not listening or they're not getting there, some things would get there and maybe they will not flourish immediately. But whenever it does, you're going to be like, oh, thank goodness they listen. So it's it's hard, but it it happens. It does happen. They're smart and they're listening. That's awesome. I love it. All right. How can people, you've said it's thelegaldrugdealer.com and yes. the Legal Drug Dealer podcast. Are you on Instagram as well? Facebook, where else uh, can people connect with you? Everywhere is the Legal Drug Dealer podcast. And I, I'm also on, on Pinterest now mm-hmm. that I'm showing, uh, I'm, I'm giving all the uh, resources that I said that oh, I'm great. posting there. I'm putting them on, on Pinterest and also recommendations in the different areas. And if you want to see the videos, because as I yeah. said, now I'm doing <laughs> YouTube, yeah, you, you also will find me as the, as the legal drug dealer. I have a, a few uh, videos about how to handle situations with the coronavirus, but mm. fortunately that also worked for the flu and any other viruses. So okay. feel free to go there. Just just type the legal drug dealer, Google me, and that will be me over there. Maybe you will find me with curly hair or straight hair, but that's me. I change awesome. my hair every once in a while. I love it. I, I'm always curly. I just don't have the time. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? That are you busy? I don't get that. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I think I'm actually going to release this earlier than I had planned just because of the timing of where we're at right now. And I think that people should be following you as soon as possible oh, to get you. the resources that you provide. So I Absolutely. will, I'll be happy to. I will get and if you have any questions also, you can send it to me. I have an email that is specific for questions in the, at the legal oh, awesome. drug dealer that is comments at the legal drug So whatever comments you have, whether it's that you don't agree with something and you want clarification, or if you want me to talk about something specific that is important to you, I'll be happy to, to accommodate that. I always, I'm open to suggestions. Comments awesome. at the legal drug dealer. Yep. Comments thank at you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. It was fun. All right, mamas, that's it for today. For more info about this episode, you can check out the show notes at momcamplife.com slash podcast. Hang out with us on Instagram at momcamplife. And if you love this episode, please share it with your friends. Thank you so much for tuning in and join us next time around the campfire.